0: I'm Jamelyn Steffen, and this is Want to Wanted, episode number 81, Validation. Welcome to Want to Wanted, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelyn Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. It's almost the end of August. (laughs) Summer is flying away. It's fine, it's all good. A few weeks ago, I told you that I was going to do an episode on validation because it's a topic that's been on my mind a lot lately, mostly in a way that I'm watching myself and where I seek or pressure validation. But also I'm watching in the world around me to see how this plays out there. So when we are born into this world, we have no idea about ourselves or about our place here and how we fit and we glean all that information from the people around us. I remember when my little kids were you know, one or two years old and they would like bump their head or fall down or something and they would look at me with this kind of look of shock and I would be all bubbly and smiley and say, it's okay, you're okay. And most of the time they would take my word for it and kind of shrug it off and march along. Little kids do this all the time. And this is how we start to figure out who we are and how we can stay in the tribe because belonging in the tribe matters. So when we are small, we're always looking around for validation that tells us we're okay, we're acceptable, we're worthy, and we're wanted. This is a normal part of our mental and emotional development. But because outside validation is so integral to our early years, it can be hard to pull ourselves away from constantly seeking it and wanting it. I remember a client sharing with me that she viewed herself now as a people pleaser, but she said, you know, I wasn't always a people pleaser. She said, as a younger girl, I was kind of selfish and demanding and a little bratty. Those weren't maybe her exact words, but kind of along those lines. But then she started to notice that when she did something nice or considerate to members of her family, they would praise her and smile at her and really make her feel all warm and fuzzy. And she took that feedback to heart and decided to become focused on trying to please everyone around her because it felt such more validating than acting selfishly. Now." Maybe it was a really good lesson for her to learn that selfishness isn't going to be popular in the tribe or in a family, but sometimes the messages we take from outside us teach us other ways of being that aren't necessarily great either. I just wanted to reiterate the idea that we're born as validation seekers. It's how we make sense of the world, and it's good, but I think the general idea is that as we age, we're going to get less dependent on outside validation and more dependent on self-validation. Okay, so outside validation is the idea that someone other than you tells you whether you're worthy and good and acceptable, whereas self-validation is when you recognize in yourself from yourself that you are worthy and good. So why can it be detrimental to always be seeking outside validation? Because if I'm honest, I don't think we ever grow out of wanting validation, and I don't think it's bad when someone validates us. It feels good when someone tells you you're a great artist or a good cook or a good example to them of a good parent, or that you're beautiful or kind, or you're a really good spouse, or that the way you chose to decorate your house looks really fantastic. We all like that feeling that comes from a compliment that is sincerely given. It feels very validating. It helps us feel worthy and accepted. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we have times when we feel uncertain about something and to hear someone tell us we're all good, to give us that validation feels good. Just like the little kid bumping his head, right? It's like, it feels good for someone to be like, you're okay. I remember telling someone how hard it was for me to have two kids. Like when I was at a stage of life where I just had these two little girls I just found it super overwhelming and really hard. And at the time that I was sharing this with her, I had six kids and she was so shocked that I had struggled having two, but she came to me later and told me how validating that was for her because she had two kids at the time and felt like she was drowning, but she wanted a large family. So she was like, I'm never gonna be able to have a large family cause I can't do two kids. I'm struggling with just two kids what I shared with her just in passing, right? Had been so validating for her because she realized that it was okay to want more kids, even though she was struggling with two. And it gave her kind of that confidence that her capacity would increase and she would be okay. So outside validation is not bad. In fact, it can be so great. We all appreciate it. We all want it at times. It's the seeking for and pressuring outside validation that I see causing problems. So here's what I mean. Because we love validation and we are so used to getting our self-esteem from the world around us, as we get older, because no one ever really teaches us how to be good at self-validating, we want more and more outside validation to propel us along in life. And if it's not freely handed to us day in and day out, we can start to seek for it and to even pressure the people around us to give it to us. So I was recently listening to a man getting coached about his mother. Now this guy's married, but his mother doesn't really like his wife and isn't really kind to her. So she'll deliberately exclude her from things and she'll often point out how she should do things differently in her home or with her children. Now the son's frustrated, but he's struggling because anytime he goes to his mom to talk to her about what's going on, she always says, I just can't believe you think I don't like your wife. I mean, I've helped you guys out so much, sacrificed my own time to come to your home and help with your new babies. And I've had you for dinner a lot and I've watched your kids so you can go on dates. I mean, I guess if none of this matters. And this man knows that his mom has done all of this, but he also knows that she's unkind to his wife. But his mom has this idea of how she wants to be seen. She wants to be seen as the doting mother who loves her kids and who serves them and puts their needs above her own. This is the story she wants her son to validate for her. And so she pressures him to validate her story by acting like she's the victim of wrongful accusations when he comes to her and says, I'd like you to be kinder to my wife. She wants to feel like she's a good mom and she wants everyone else to tell her so and to have a picture of her that she's selling them so she can feel validated, so she can feel good. Does that make sense? You know, a few weeks ago, we talked about self-confrontation. Self-confrontation is very invalidating to the story we have held about ourselves up to that point. And when someone else confronts us with something about us that we don't want to see because it's invalidating, we can put pressure on them to drop that story and to go back to the story that's more validating. But if we're willing to be invalidated, then we can actually self-confront and make some changes. Okay, so this is an example of a parent-child relationship where the mother is pressuring her son to validate her, pressuring him to make her feel worthy and good and acceptable. It's her saying, I want you to turn a blind eye to a part of me that is negatively impacting our relationship so that I can. Let's just keep it in the shadows. Here's an example that can happen in a marriage. Now, as per usual, I'm going to use a very stereotypical setting here because this applies to most of my clients and to many of my listeners. So you have a man who puts a lot of pressure on his wife to have sex with him. Now he claims that it's because he has so much desire for her and he has needs that he wants met, but oftentimes what he's seeking is validation. He's seeking to feel like he's desirable and that he's someone that his wife wants to choose he maybe doesn't really have the confidence within himself to believe that she will choose him. And maybe he worries that she won't choose him often enough. And maybe he knows that at times he acts in ways that are actually less than desirable, but instead of working on being more desirable and risking that she still may not choose him, he opts to try and control their sexual relationship. So he wants to be chosen and he wants his wife to validate his story that he's desirable, but because he worries she won't, he starts to pressure her too. He becomes coercive about sex. He pouts if he doesn't get it when he wants. He tells her that he desires her so much, but she obviously doesn't desire him. And he becomes less concerned with her choosing to have sex and more concerned about making sure he gets sex. So I don't know, hopefully this is making sense, but he pushes for sex so that he can feel desirable and he can believe he's desirable. But that pressure actually makes him less desirable and actually kills his wife's libido. Because even though he wants her to choose, he isn't really letting her choose. He pressures her to show up so that he can feel okay about himself, so he can feel the validation that sex gives him. Although again, I think it feels hollow because in his heart, If he was really willing to self-confront, he would have to admit that he was acting rather undesirably and that she didn't really choose him in that moment that she was just doing as she was told. And this can go either way in a marriage. Wives are just as good at pressuring their husbands to always paint the picture of them that they want. You know, agree with the way I want everything done here so that I can believe I'm smart and capable and always right. And we will push our husbands to agree with us or toe the line or to make our kids fall in line so that we can feel like we are perfect. Now, again, it's not bad to enjoy validation. It feels great when your husband sincerely thinks your weight is brilliant. It feels good to feel chosen and desired. It feels good for your children to show appreciation for your sacrifices on their behalf. It's not that outside validation is bad. It's when you're pressuring people to validate you so that you can believe something about yourself or so that you never have to confront your shortcomings, that it becomes detrimental to you and to your relationships. I think at times we are looking to God for validation in a way that is not helpful. I don't want to say that this is the truth for everyone that has gone from believing in God to rejecting him. But when I hear people say, you know, I've done everything I was supposed to do. I've been honest and kind. I've dressed modestly. I waited until I got married to have sex. I have a bunch of kids. I've served in the church. And for what? My life is hard. My marriage is on the rocks. My kids are rebellious. My health is terrible. Like, What was it all for? I have to wonder when I hear this, and again, not because this is true for everyone, but what were you thinking God should do for you? What validation were you seeking from him? And did you miss the validation he sent because you wanted it in a different way? Like, were you living this righteous, obedient life so that you wouldn't have to feel the effects of mortality? Was that it? Was it so that God would say that you're a good person and therefore you won't have to go through trials? Why is it that the mortal experiences and hardships are translating to you that God is unfair and doesn't love you or care about you and wants to punish you, and that you are somehow undeserving of a good life? When you dressed modestly, was it so that God would validate you by never allowing a bad thing to happen to you? Maybe he validated you through different blessings. And don't get me wrong, I think many of us are guilty of oversimplifying our relationship to God and our access to his blessings. He wants to bless all of us all the time. And I think if we look, we can see how he does. But he also needs us to have experiences here that try us and help us grow. He can't interfere with them, but he can help us through them. And I think at times that can feel invalidating for some people and drive them away from God, away from him because he isn't validating the story they want for themselves. And I think we can do this with other people too. We can push people away who don't fall to the pressure we put on them to make us feel good about ourselves all the time. People pleasers are validation seekers. Tell me I'm a good person. I'm gonna do something for you to make you happy so that you'll feel good about me and reassure me that I am a good person. That's why when people end up unhappy or not happy with the people pleasers, we feel so betrayed and resentful because it's so invalidating. We're trying to portray a picture of likability and selflessness and we push hard for people to reassure us in that story by people pleasing. And when it doesn't work, it's devastating perfectionists are validation seekers. They want to be seen as perfect and they will push for others to believe it. We want to be right all of the time and we can get so we are fighting tooth and nail with someone that we are right to the point where we would rather be right than have a happy relationship with them because to be wrong is too invalidating. It's just too painful. My clients and people out there who are trying to quote unquote find themselves after so many years of being on the back burner of their own lives They are often validation seekers, which makes trying to connect with their desires and dreams really difficult because they're constantly checking with people around them to find out if what they want is valid. The last thing they want to hear is that they're selfish or pursuing something that is stupid. If you've been taking care of everyone else's sense of self for so many years, that's where your sense of self resides. It resides in being that good selfless person. So to redefine yourself as a person worthy of equal consideration, as a person with hopes and desires, as a person who wants more, is super unnerving. And you may struggle to keep yourself on that journey if people aren't validating you the whole way through. But chances are, they won't. So that is part of what you will be learning as you find yourself. You'll be learning how to not just find yourself, but how to have yourself, how to self-validate. And that's such a great skill to have, probably one of the most important ones that you'll develop on this journey. I promise if you start to watch yourself, you will start to see the ways you seek for validation from others. It's okay to like validation, but are you ruining your relationships in an effort to secure it? Something to think about. So what do we do if we feel ourselves trapped in seeking and pressuring for validation? Well, I actually don't know all of the answers to this, but like so many things we talk about here, awareness is key and probably the most important thing we can do to break ourselves free of constant validation seeking. Start to look for ways you are wanting someone to make you feel good about you or where you're putting pressure on them to validate you, okay? Next, I would say get brave and open yourself up to the idea of invalidation. No one is going to honestly validate everything in your life. Okay. Remember what I talked about before. A good relationship is loving and honest. And to be honest means that we can't be validated all the time. I know that many of us thought that marriage was going to be the one place where we would always have someone to validate us, but guess what? That is not how it works. You actually can't have an awesome marriage without some honesty and invalidation. It helps us self-confront and be better. So be open to invalidation and be open to your own invalidation. That's the process of self-confrontation. It's a willingness to be invalidated by yourself, a willingness to stop turning a blind eye to what is real about you and having the courage to feel that invalidation that may come. And lastly, learn how to self-validate. Do the work to teach yourself to believe in yourself. Really learn and believe that you are worthy and acceptable and lovable. Learn that it's okay to not get it all right all the time. Learn how to have your own back and to find sure footing in your own validation because I promise you, when you're sure of yourself and able to validate yourself, nothing can knock you down. And I only say that because of my little bit of experience in doing this, I can see that when you validate yourself, you don't need any outside validation to have confidence going forward. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who invalidate some of my life choices, right? I believe in Christ. That is nonsense to them. I have a large family. That's a very selfish way to live on an overpopulated earth, they say. I don't drink a glass of wine at night. My orthodontist told me 20 years ago that I wasn't taking care of my heart because I won't drink wine. But here's the thing. Their invalidation of my life choices has no real impact on me. I don't even feel defensive about it. I have such a sure feeling of confidence around those choices, meaning I have so much self-validation around them that I don't care what they say. It doesn't move me out of my position. So just to review, I want to be sure that I am clear. Validation isn't bad. It's great and it's good to like it. Where it becomes a problem is when you won't do the work to get good at self-validation and so you pressure everyone around you to validate you all the time. This is hard on relationships. This is hard on your relationship with yourself because you can't progress and change if you're unwilling to experience invalidation, and it's hard on your relationship with everyone else. I hope this has given you something to think about, even maybe something to disagree with. It's fine. Mull it around a bit in your mind. Think about it. I want to remind you that I'm doing free 25 minute sessions right now to fill up my September one-on-one coaching program. It's 12 weeks of once a week one-on-one coaching with me, where I will teach you all of my coaching tools in depth and help you with whatever you want help with. Marriage, self-confrontation, validation, loss, parenting, your business, like whatever it is, life coaching can help. And I can tell you from the heart that nothing has helped change my life more than this. Click on the link in the show notes to book a free session with me to see if coaching can help you. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, please share it with other people. We want as many people as possible to have access to this information because if nothing else, this is like having a little mini life coach in your life. Thanks everybody. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, com, or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Jamalinstephancoaching.